Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guten afternoon, everybody, and welcome to What Culture Wrestling's AEW Preview. My name is Adam Cleary, filling in for every motherfucker this week, joined by Michael Sedgwick. And if you're a fan of this sort of thing, don't forget to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we review Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT 2.0, and there's interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. If you're wondering where this manic energy is coming from, I've just watched the Matrix film, and my blood is now 400 degrees. Now, Michael Sidgwick, you made a solemn vow to me. You looked me in these deep blue eyes, and you promised me if I could just get through the SmackDown review and the Raw preview and the Raw review and the NXT preview, and admittedly, Pollard did do the NXT review. Thank you very much, Andrew. If I could just get through all of those and make it to Wednesday... And we got to do the AEW preview. Yeah. You would be bright as a button. You would be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You would be so happy to talk to me about this wrestling product. Yes. I'm yes, bu- yeah, is that it? Is that yeah, it? no, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Oh, I think it's a great show on paper. It's actually worth investing in the talented roster. And I've got, like, several ideas about how things are going to go. I've got ideas about spots that might happen in certain matches directions, news, <laughs> like it should be class. Like There's a song in your heart. I can hear it from here. Weekly Wrestling Serotonin. Should we get started? Then? Yeah, why not? Right, you sent me a little, I've been occupied all this afternoon. You sent me a little list of the things we can expect to see. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start where you started. You're telling me, yes, you're this, telling me, this is so awesome. they're doing Charles Montgomery Punk. Yes. Sting, Darby Allen versus all of the initialisms in the entire company. Yes. That is MJF and FTR. That's a six-man tag we're going to get. Yeah, it's a trios match, and I can't goddamn wait for it. The way AEW's booked, as we all know, they do a lot of deft, dovetailing booking. Oh, is that where that's from? Yes. That's very good. And it's just, this is a wonderful example of that. The idea is that they form connections amongst various members of the professional wrestling roster with the idea that there's big matches that you want to preserve, hold off, build, Deepen and rich. MJF versus CM Punk is the big hot grudge program mm-hmm. of the day, and they are going to tease the living hell out of their interactions in this match. MJF, I expect to be on bravura form. Excuse me? Bravura form. Word of the day, toilet paper pays itself for you now, don't it? Why I? Um, he's going to be in this match. Well, it was a, how it all came about is that obviously CM Punk debuted. Yep. 
And I remember he, that one. That was good. It was awesome. He pinpointed Darby Allen as the yep. guy who would have been his favorite wrestler were he 14 years old. So they had a match at All Out. Again, excellent. It was really, really Love very that. good. They've CM Punk has had Darby Allen's respect ever since then. They fought Garcia in 2.0 in the build. It was all about professional respect, this yeah, match, and yeah. it's been preserved indirectly in the aftermath. CM Punk and Sting together, it's just awesome. Sting, incidentally... Such a premise, isn't it? Sting's initial breakthrough moment in 1988 of Jesus Christ, this babyface rules and he's going to be a star uh-huh. was in an infamous, incredible 45-minute draw opposite Ric Flair... That happened to take place no. in the exact same arena from which AEW Dynamite emanates tonight. So that's a lovely wrinkle of history. He's going to get an awesome reaction. It's going to make my cold heart glow warm. The fact that he's teaming with CM Punk is just ridiculous. You know the nerds who do Photoshop? Oh, yeah, Where it's yeah. like Fatal 4-Way, Iron Man match, WrestleMania with like everyone in kick pads who rules. Yeah, yeah. Like this is that impossible, but also it's actually good. I feel like I've never met you before, you know. Like, genuine, still... genuine right now, I feel like they've sat me down yes. with this other guy, <laughs> yeah. and it's just... In an additional pretty cool wrinkle um, to build towards this match, not with, like not including the month's worth of, like, careful build and associations, um, FTR attacked Sting and Derby um, about a week ago, uh, two weeks ago, last week, that got uh, the scores were even... CM Punk, even the odds yet further last week, went to shake Darby Allen's hand, and Darby Allen was like, he had a silent gesture as if to say, like, don't be a prick, don't be a patronizing prick, you beat me, I kind of resent you for that, but you know, uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend, all that sort of thing. But the entire crux of the match is, what are MGF and CM Punk going to do with each other, or more to the point, what, what are they not going to do? They are going to tease the living hell out of their confrontation that might not even have one. Yeah. MGF's going to be a brilliant coward. CM Punk's going to, throughout, sell. He's going to wryly acknowledge, oh, he's a good little heel. He's a good little heel. Then he's going to get beaten down by FTR, yeah. and they are going to work that bastard to the bone. He might get gassed, which, again, will further the idea that MGF reckons CM Punk spent too long on the sidelines and should can't never go. have come back, and he can't go, which is a really nice sports-oriented thread from the company that apparently doesn't do it. <laughs> it's an athletic thread of storytelling. <laughs> so all of this is going to be exceptional. Sting's going to be over as all hell. Um, FTR and Darby Allen, and Sting, a different combination, different order, obviously, had a match at uh, Dynamite Grand Slam in Arthur Ashe Stadium. That was incredible, given that Sting is like... 80 years old. Yeah. So, that, like, a better version of that incredible blow-away match that functions to tease the conflict of the year. What a wonderful early Christmas gift this will be. I expect that one of FTR will take the fall. Um, you mean you're telling me there was not going to be some kind of uh, known finish here? or no, 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 no. Count out? Things or... matter. Well, right, okay. Things matter. Always, though. Yes, always. That's interesting. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah, they've got a bit lax this year with... There's a lot of heel heat. Yeah, you won and it wasn't a DQ and it was a pin or a submission, but uh, it wasn't that clean. Okay. But I expect something clean. I expect one of FTR to take the fall. It's like a holiday-themed happy episode. And that will, of course... Oh, yeah, happy things happen in this company as well. It's pretty awesome. That will, of course, piss MG off, MJF off to high heaven. MJF, that'll work for me. Yeah, he will then... Having his purse, professional, uh, prof- goddammit, professional pride <laughs> dented. 
This isn't. I've never seen you trip over yourself. So eager are you to tell me yes. about professional wrestling? It's just enthusiasm. So it's cool. So MJF's gonna get pissed off at losing, and he's gonna have his professional pride dented and challenged, and he's going to challenge CM Punk. And what I hope will be a lovely subversion of MJF's entire character. He's a manipulative guy who will always say, "You have to wrestle such and such yeah, yeah, yeah. before you wrestle me." If they subvert that, where CM Punk does something similar. Now that MGF really wants to match that as the heel he's been ducking. Mm. I can't wait for this. There's so much to play with. It's so amazing that you're talking about. This is obviously a tag team match leading to what will obviously be an exciting singles match. And not once have you said to me, well, can they coexist? That's obviously going to be the real question coming into this. Because, yeah, this is just, I can't, I should acknowledge, I should talk about what you've just said and I should delve into that and swim around in the nice pool you've set for me. But again, it's just... It's just nice to see the, nice. the light in your eyes. It's really good. Also, I had to do a, a triple take there in the middle of that. I was just, just lining up my notes there to see what I was going to move on to. They're, they're, Adam, they're doing Adam Cole, Orange Cassidy. Yes. Right. That is the one the one lump of coal that I would be welcome to see this, this Christmas. That is, that's a match that they're going to do. Yeah. Right. So they've built its uh, best friends <laughs> are feuding with the Super Click. Uh, they've right. had various tags and eight mans um, that have built towards a singles feud. And it's a perfect use of Adam Cole before he does genuine championship main event pay-per-view mm. business. Mm-hmm. It's an inspired pairing because Adam Cole is great at facial expressions, selling frustration, being pissed off, in disbelief that someone could challenge his brilliance, mm. not least Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy of all, all people, people outsmarting him. They've had various interactions in these tags, all of which have been tremendous. And, like, Adam Cole is going to sell the living hell out of a near fall. Not only is that face beautiful, but it's also incredibly expressive. Oh, yes, Incredibly yes. animated. Yes, yes, yes. Incredibly yes, yes. camera-friendly. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Like, this is going to be a genuinely class, potentially iconic match with certain spots where Adam Cole is going to do something quite horrible to Orange Cassidy, I expect. Because <laughs> the best thing about AEW, playing with the comedy and the levity and the lightheartedness, there'll be some comedy in this match. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, the idea is Adam Cole believes himself to be the ultimate heel in this organization. He wants to kind of usurp Kenny Omega from this role mm-hmm. in like an indirect thread that will play into his eventual return. At some point, and the best point to do it is when you are... When you have the contrast there with Orange Cassidy, like, I want Adam Cole to like kick this kid's head in like really quite hard. Adam Cole's quite sly. He's a defensive wrestler, great at the counter. But at some point, I really want him to hurt Orange Cassidy. I want him to like <laughs> puncture. I want to have. I want to have like the laughs. I want to have the fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I kind of want him to really like just stamp on his head, just kick him in the balls, Sunny D all over the mat. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like make oh, get some color, get some juice, some juice. This, and just the more I go through this little set of notes you made, just the more my, I feel my heart swell. I think have you deliberately ordered these in such a way that it's going to make both hope and expectation rise all the way down? Because um, kind of just to keep having a little read of them, it's kind of that's kind of how I'm feeling about this. Yes, well, we usually just go with the big match first. <sighs> Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. What a time to be alive! And then we've also got the worst thing is, and I don't really care about these people anymore because the whole thing with social media is you meant to say. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Like you would never, trolls would never say the things that they say online to a person in real life because they are pathetic. Right. 
I think it's time we subvert that. Uh-huh. I would never punch down to people with like really unfulfilled lives yeah, yeah, yeah. in real life. So I don't want to do that online anymore. Okay. But as a collective, there are going to be idiots who go, oh God, Orange, uh, Adam Cole working comedy matches. He left NXT for that. Mate, he was working in front of 200 people in a dungeon in matches that you couldn't possibly chronologically list throughout 2021. You just couldn't do it. He's going to have the time of his life doing this. Yeah. It's a really fun way Wasn't of occupying. Wasn't he getting loads of stick for this Ghostbusters thing as well? And, like, yeah. I watched that back, and he's what he's doing is he's in a big arena with all of his mates getting, like, incredible reactions for dressing. It was, it was Halloween as well. It was a Halloween it? episode, Dressing yeah. up for Halloween. And I just thought... What what's missing in your life that you see somebody having that much fun? Like doing, it's not like that's what he does for kids' parties now when he used to be a wrestler. He's now in a bigger yes. wrestling organization with his best mates having a lot of fun. And I just I saw all the criticism of that, and I just thought, what's missing from your life I know. that you see that and you you can't recognize all the all the all. All the, what's the word I want here? All the all the telltale signs of somebody loving what they're doing. Yes, like absolutely. How, What's, what's, that, what's wrong people with people? People will pretend, for the sake of defending the Fed, that Adam Cole suddenly is Tomohiro Ishii. Okay. Um, who just is a... Nice. Uh, can I just say, met them both. Lovely guys. Yeah. Lovely guys. Very different, though. Nice flex. <laughs> people like, automatically assume, oh, well, how can I defend the Fed? I must defend the Fed. Um, Adam Cole is famously um, Bob Holly. Right, <laughs> a really stoic, humorless, miserable boring, bastard. Yeah, with this boring Twitch stream. He, I mean, I mean this in the nicest possible way because I love the guy. Adam Cole's a gigantic dog. Yeah, don't project different values onto him to fit your narrative. This is going to be fun. He's going to have loads of fun. It's going to be even more affecting when it turns a little bit nasty. He's going to be in the main event of a pay per view next year. Uh. Just enjoy life a bit more. Yeah, like, again, and just if, if somebody is listening to this who they hold WWE up as, as the standard, look at Brian. He came back, and he had a load of fun, and it was really it was really under He wanted to work the Miz because he had good chemistry. He went back. Did team hell no? Yes. People were like, Daniel Bryan's coming back with his neck hanging off to do stupid tag team matches yes. with fat Kane. Yes, bit then, obese Kane. And then where did he go? What did he do after that? He ended up going on... One of the most seminal heel world titles you've ever seen. So An era-defining one, I might add. And then he went out after main event in WrestleMania again. So, like, you can't just wait a bit. You yeah. can't just let people enjoy yes. themselves before they have to do the serious art of their craft. Absolutely. Um, yeah, not not unlike, not unlike, you know, not. I mean, I'm not going to be the first person to make this comparison, but, but me doing these podcasts. Yes. Sometimes you've just got to enjoy yourself with your mates. Yes. Get, get the serious business yes. after Christmas. People like to know who's going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Cole's going to win. Okay, yeah, I would buy that. I got, definitely going I got to asked win. on the news who was going to lose first between CM Punk, uh, Daniel Bryanson, and Adam Cole. Would you know what my answer was? Whoever gets Hook first. That was, that was Yes, I like that. Yes, that's, in t- that's simultaneously insightful, but also completely non-committal, which Indeed. I was quite proud of. Anyway, TBS title tournament semi-final. Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. How's this tournament going for you? Very well. Um, it was a bit... Only okay in the first round, but I love the whole uh, layout. Not unlike, of the not unlike most tournaments, I would suggest. Indeed, indeed. You want that real sports feel? You've got to have like crap preliminary rounds. You know those Champions League games against Lokomotiv Plovdiv, yeah, 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 yeah. Trebon Sport. Yeah, you yeah. got to have them because they do sports-oriented stories. Exactly. Though. I like the make of the tournament as well. Like the four 
uh, top-ranked women behind Britt Baker, who's the world women's world champion, all got a bye because everything matters. Because they've earned that. They've, they've earned, earned that, that yeah. through the wins that they've generated across the calendar year. That's good. Um, once you got rid of the pretty obvious um, losers. Oh, can I just can I just stop you there? That really is that I'd love that because not only does it then create intrigue about the preliminary matches because there's no obvious. Well, they're obviously going to go through and they're obviously going to go through. But then whoever does go through then actually goes through with momentum. They've got a good win. So you can conceivably have an upset, which isn't just an upset for the sake of an yes. upset, but a logical upset. It's been really well booked, this That's, TBS title tournament. Hey. They've genuinely, if they could just decide for a few weeks to experiment with, let's have more than one women's match per TV broadcast, yeah. they would put so much credit in the bank because this, while brilliant, quietly very brilliant, still just isn't enough. It isn't enough. But the tournament's been very well booked. And I really want to put over their booking um, individually of Nyla Rose. They are so careful. Like I would describe it as they've curated her run really quite well. She's a former champion. She's always um, amongst the first in line when a new champion has a defense. Mm. They've done tournaments in the past where she's either reached the final or she's either reached the semi-final. Every time they do a battle royale, she's always in the final four. She's always she, there or thereabouts. She's always like a low-loving threat. And they've <laughs> she, been a, she's buying Munich. Yes, she is buying <laughs> She's always Munich. there or thereabouts. Always, always there or thereabouts. And a wonderful job of just always thinking of her with the idea of we can always use this. Yeah. Credit in the bank, credit in the bank, credit in the bank. The semifinals are legitimately hard to predict. I expect Ruby Soho because she's really pushed. Uh, to win what I expect to be a really good match as well. Mm. Um, Nyla Rose is sorely underrated. Um, she's worked several great TV matches um, across this year, but because there's so many better than great matches, like they don't really get the credit they deserve. Um, but Nyla Rose rules. I expect her to lose, but the other one is completely wide open. Um, Jade Cargill and Thunder Rosa, I expect Soho. Oof. That's an oof for me, that. Jade Cargill's been incredibly well protected throughout her run. And she's always getting TV time as well. Mm. But at the same time, why would you beat Thunder Rosa? And at the same time, why wouldn't you do Thunder Rosa versus Ruby Soho, particularly when they were the last two in the Casino Women's Battle Royale at All Out this year? And I thought the final three minutes of them two in the ring together was magic. I would replicate that magic, but I've got no idea. The only thing I'm fairly certain of is that uh, Ruby Soho's going to win. I'm delighted with the whole Ruby Soho thing, by the way, because obviously she came in at the exact same time as, uh, like, right after Punk, and then she debuted the same night as yeah. Cole and, and Danielson debuted. And it did, like, understandably get lost in the shuffle a little bit. She was, like, the fourth biggest debut yeah, on that yeah, show. Yeah. And then, come on, a fourth biggest debut. So, I mean, I, I thought they could have maybe waited a bit or they could have given her a bit more of a spotlight. But it really heartened me to see, again, just another one who's having so much fun over there, getting to put on the kind of, like long technical matches she wasn't getting the chance to do since ever since she left NXT effectively. Yeah. Um it's just it's been nice to see. Um and I think I I mean I'm I've I've been one of them. The people have been quite vocal, you know, there's one or two elements AEW still doesn't do to a satisfactory level, which despite you know you always get people going, oh people just say this in bad faith when that dismisses the fact it is actually a valid yeah, argument. Yeah. Um I always thought that the handling of the women's division, as you say, not giving them more than one segment to show would be nice, but it definitely does feel like this is this is it's on the right path now, and there's enough there's enough talent in the division, whereas previously it felt maybe a little light. We're still getting good matches, but the actual star power there, it was 
you know, understandably not getting comparative TV time when they've assembled this men's division from so many different yeah. indies and other companies, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, w- w- what's the final of this tournament for you? It's, it has to be Thunder Rosa versus uh, Ruby Soho. I just genuinely thought it was electrifying the last three minutes of that Battle Royale. Um, but at the same time, if they do Soho versus Cargill, like, I've got, I've got no idea who wins either final mm. in my mind, which is a testament to how carefully they've booked each woman throughout. I just would prefer to see the better match if I'm being completely blunt mm-hmm. and honest. Um, but at the same time, Jade Cargill being in the final would create like loads I love of Jade drama. Cargill. Like she's just mostly like mostly off a social media patter. She's got class social media patter. She celebrates every move, which I think is awesome. It's like an awesome thing to do. Scott Stein needs to do it. <laughs> Jade Cargill's got an even better physique. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, speaking of, um, what's just segue I can do for this? Speaking of alliterative names, Griff Garrison's yes. taking on Malachi Black as well. Yes. Celebrates every pop. Is Jade Cargill alliterative? No, Scott Steiner. Oh, yes. Yes, you see? Yeah, good. It was in there somewhere. Look, I'm, look, this is the thing, whenever I present anything, it is always in there somewhere. Just yes. sometimes the audience, or even occasionally my co-presenters, must you just have to up your game. That's yes. all, that's all. But uh, Griff Garrison, Malachi Black, is there any excitement here? Or is it just something that's on the show? I'm excited for the destination more so than the journey. <clears throat> Bit of context for you. Malachi, uh, Griff Garrison is part of the Varsity Blondes. <laughs> Bit of context for you. Malachi Black uh, was Alistair Black. <laughs> in, uh, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Anyway, so the Varsity Blondes are just like two high school jock guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got a cheerleader character. Uh, Malachi Black, spat blackness in her face. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Do you know, I did see this. Yes. I did see this. I saw it captioned on Twitter as a GIF, and the caption is unrepeatable on this podcast. Razzers. 
No. Worse? Yes, worse. Oh, right, cool. Much worse, worse. Much worse. Do you not re- you tell us that? Do you not remember there was a tweet that did the rounds and some anti-vaxxer was like, oh, my brother or somebody got the vaccine and, and they... came blood and all this. No, it came black goo. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was, it was along those lines. It was along those lines. That's, right, that's, that's, that's good right. Anyway, so yeah, there's Max. The destination, what's that then? Well, Frosty Blondes. Oh, have, you, have you got chewing gum in? There's yeah. a lovely minty... Oh, no, I'm, I'm packing. I just, oh, I just, right, I just okay. wouldn't know what that was. That's my lovely breath. Hang on, Come on, I'll join you. Hang on. People will love it. Right, oh, I'll it's go. like ASMR. ASMR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, weird for me. Really? I actually, right, I tell you what. I actually got prescribed it as a like an anxiety relieving oh, thing. Oh, right. Because if you get away from all the saliva nonsense on it, it is actually quite therapeutic. I'm not big on it, anything, but... Is it to help you get to sleep, or is it just... Just, a, it's just a, relax. It's just really nice. Like, you put white noise on it in the background. Or like, if someone went home and put, like, calming ocean sounds on, it's like that, but it's yeah. just like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe um, I'll try that. No, I don't mind it. I think, prone to the old anxiety. I think it's um, I think it's due a moment in the spotlight where it gets normalised ever so slightly. Like right now, the so work it feels a bit perverted from where well, it I'm does. Sad. Yeah, oh yeah, because it gets yeah some last breathing in you. Yeah, I underst- yeah, understandably, people will look at that and be like, right. And don't do me wrong, I would imagine the vast majority of the people who enjoy it are jerking off. Oh yeah, that's it. Saliva nonsense. They're absolutely dreadful, but it is not without its therapeutic qualities. Oh, and I just right, think okay. it, it's probably due a moment in the spotlight where it is slightly normalised. Yeah. Um, much in the same way, I'm very grateful for the work Henry Cavill is currently doing in making sure that there is at least another incredibly fit, attractive, and uh, funny man who plays Warhammer 40,000. So he's really, really helping out a lot of um, a lot an- of people. Another. A lot of people just like... Just like Such a knob. Anyway. If you're listening, Henry, yes, I will play you. Uh. <laughs> All my stuff's downstairs if you want to so see it. So there's two of their uh, Varsity Blondes and there's one of Malachi Blacks. So what are you doing feuding with a tag team? Uh, this match, I don't expect to be like a blow-away great TV match. I expect it to be one of the... I'm kind of worried it's going to be one of those... Here's uh, something from me mom, right? When she doesn't like something, but she's not offended by it, is uh-huh. uh, an old Geordie former landlady. You'd see the Nount or Summit that. <laughs> see the Nount or Summit that. <laughs> either Nount or Summit. I'm ex- I'm kind of worried this is going to be either Nount or Summit. Either Malachi Black kills the guy, or they work a really super competitive 12 minute awesome match, which I just can't see. Griff Garrison's good, but he's not that good yet. Or it's going to be like six minutes of kind of sludgy back and forth where they try and give Griff too much, which I expect they will because this is leading to another match between the Varsity Blondes, Malachi Black, and the new debutante he teased last week named Brody King, who was going to join either a stable or a tag team named the House of Black. I expect it to be a tag team for now. House of Black versus Varsity Blondes will spin off the back of this match, and you will establish a brand new heel tag team who theoretically could challenge the Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros versus um, Malachi Black and Brody King would be awesome. That was rule. Because the idea of Phoenix doing incredible Phoenix things, and then Brody King, who's got no right to do high-flying stuff, doing that back to him. It could be all kinds of tits. Like Total Recall tits, three tits at once. Um, but <laughs> this actual this actual match, this actual match... What have you been feeding that thing? Varsity Blondes? <laughs> <laughs> this match could be the Nautner Summit. Right, well, speaking of Nautner Summit, I think I know what this one's going to be. Tony and Brit Christmas Party. What's happening here? Well, I love these two together. Oh, hang on. Well, the mood just dipped. I thought this would be a massive popper. Oh, no. Well, I'm a consistent, unbiased critic, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually these two have wonderful comedic chemistry. Incredible chemistry, yeah. The yeah. class, like the soul of a bull. 
And so they've sold me on the fact something might be going on, which yeah, is probably yeah. the, the biggest like swear I've ever seen in wrestling. False, the false finish, is, if you will. It's, it's, again, it's It goes with the contrast of what I was talking about with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, where it's all very wholesome, it's very nice, it's this like, platonic friendship that just, for once, you can believe that Tony Schiavone isn't like doing things in his bathroom that he shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, But when Britt Baker decides to be a prick to him, it's like, oh, don't, man, it's Tony Schiavone. <laughs> so it works on both of those levels. Like, it's class. It makes you resent her, which is hard to do because she's such so a good, goddamn yeah. star. The issue is that they had a prior um, holiday-themed segment not too long ago during Thanksgiving, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they just sat at this, like, fake table with some food a rubbish segment where Tony was like, oh, by the way, I spoke with Tony Khan and he got a match on Friday and she kicked off because she didn't want a match because she's a heel wrestler who doesn't want to wrestle. That's kind of, that's so WWE. Um, so Britt Baker's got a scheduled match with Riho upcoming, I believe a Battle of the Belts. I'm honestly expecting. I actually, I had that in the news. I put that in the news. Yes. Or did I? Did I, I think I meant to put it in the news and then didn't. So here it is. Here it is. Britt Baker versus Riho, Battle of the Belts. News. Tony Khan talked about it on CBS. So... My worry is that they are going to do some kind of rubbish, food-based no, prop comedy no. flung from Riho's hands into Britt Baker's face in the absence of telling an actual emotionally intense story featuring a Japanese talent, at which AEW still struggles to do. They are not very good at actually telling stories or working around the fact that certain push stars or really great talents don't speak English fluently or as their first language and it's just not on it isn't on like AEW should be the standard bearer for episodic tv they should be able to tell stories creative stories working around the fact that these performers don't necessarily fit the mold of us tv guess what they are so great you should break the mold of us tv i'm expecting either stuffing in your face do you want stuffing like rio's not going to say that yeah, I didn't realize she was from the Wirral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they could go, you know, the Friends gag where Joey Tribbiani's got the turkey on his head. Yeah. Britt Baker could sell a hell out of that. You think Britt Baker's going to put a turkey on her head? No, I think Riho being the baby face we'll put the turkey is going to put the turkey on Britt Baker's head and Britt Baker could do a wonderful freak out, walk into a wall and actually get it over. So I'm kind of <laughs> convincing myself that this could be good. That would be pretty cool. That'd be funny. <laughs> I was just, I wasn't sold on that at all until he said walk into the wall. Yes. She's great at slapstick. Like, I'd uh, be pissed off if I don't see that now. If they just do some, like, rubbish, like, stuff and stuff. Oh, what does Americans eat at Christmas, actually? Oh, uh, be stuffing on out, this one, wouldn't it? What's, this, what's <laughs> the thing they call uh, Yams. 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 You want yams? Yams, yams in your... Face. Are they a Thanksgiving thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Do they eat a Christmas ham? Christmas ham? I don't, is that a gammon joint? I don't... Oh, God, did you see? I made cottage pie last night. Oh, my God, the Americans on me replies. What were they like? Oh, my God, right. It's a twofold, this story. Yeah. So I made cottage pie. I really fancied a cottage pie. I've been fancied a cottage pie. We went and got the ingredients. Made cottage pie. Went in. I was so... I was splitting you. Know, yes, yeah, I was splitting it. Like, got in. Knackered. All this all this extra bloody film and all these podcasts. Talking so much. Splitting it. Like, Cottage pile sort of out. It became apparent quite early on in this cottage pie that I was looking into the face of God itself. 
right? It was everything was coming together. Yes, everything was coming together. the The little Worcester sauce I put in is a little is a little thing was slightly off. It was slightly on the turn, but so as to like, you know, when wine goes on the turn or vinegar, and it just goes. There's a little, it gets a little extra kick right deeper. before it's ruined. Yeah, it's deeper. I was like, this is perfect. This now got it all there. Mash on the top. Mustard. You put must. You put mustard in your mash. Whole, if you listen to this and you don't put a scoop of whole grain mustard in your mashed potato. Change that immediately. I'm more of a garlic mash guy, but I can garlic I can, mash also. I nice. can vibe. I I'd can never, vibe with mustard. mash. I'd never had whole grain mustard mash until recently. My mum made it for me, and she was like, "Try this." I was like, "Oh my god!" So amazing mash on top. Put it on. Stuck it on Instagram. Like, oh, here's my sub story about tired and stressed. Blah blah. blah. But I've made cottage pie. But I picture the picture was like a scoop from the thing, so you could see the layer of mash. Yes. You could see the mint. You could see the vegetables. Everything. The Americans start being like, "What is this? What the?" Is cottage pie, dude. And I was just like, how are you? You've gone coast to coast on coast that impression, by the way. Honestly, there were so many of them, and I was just like, oh, I'm not having this. So I put, I, I said something disparaging, like, look, lads, it's just wholesome comfort food. It's not my fault. It's not on the menu at bloody Wendy's, is it, right? Just let me live. And then I load them laughing, being like, oh, yeah, we're not all like that, blah, blah. But then the second wave, which was my favorite thing, a load of them were like, oh, actually, off that description, we do have that in America, but we call it shepherd's pie. And I, oh, I didn't God. reply. Delete I didn't, the app. I didn't reply. It was single one of them, but I just sat there like, oh, it's they're two different things, yeah. man. Delete the app. Shepherd's pie. If, you, if you're sitting there at home and you're thinking, wait, what, what's it? Shepherd's pie is lamb, hence why it's called shepherd's pie. Cottage pie is made from bricks, hence why <laughs> it's called cottage pie. <laughs> So anyway, it's really, I've got I've got loads of leftovers. If you you're in tomorrow, you still in the rest of the week? Is you done? I am. I'll bring some maybe on some cotton pie. Ah. Very nice. Anyway, what we're talking about? Oh yeah, Britt Baker's walking into a wall. We yes. think agreed. Right. Uh, further details announced for the Owen. What do we know so far? Fill me in. There are going to be two um, tournaments happening in parallel: men's and a women's tournament. And uh, you know what? I got sidetracked there. There's going to have to be a reckoning with the men's and women's division because what happens if someone who doesn't identify as like says mm. wants to be a wrestler. This is something they're genuinely going to have, but like you don't it's want to come up eventually. Yeah. You don't want intergender wrestling. I'm concerned about this. I really hope that AEW leads the charge if, in fact, the situation arises. Um, but regardless, that's a, a very weighty topic for another day. It's just, it just kind of bubbles into my head sometimes. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I'd like it to be really more inclusive. Could just make it like, and this is not me trying to do a pun. You could just make it more fluid. Like you know, I'm going to do intergender wrestling as a, as a concept. but yes. they can just work with whoever feels right to work them with. Yeah, I guess we'll find out eventually. Hopefully, I hope won't we, we do. Yeah. I genuinely hope we do. Regardless, the Owen two uh, separate tournaments, and I don't know if the format. It's Christmas. I'm very busy. I don't know if the actual <laughs> format has been announced yet. I don't know if it's single elimination. I know that myself included, alongside fellow New Japan nerds, want it to be a round robin, yeah, G1 Climax yeah. style. They make maths fun. I hate maths. I'm an idiot at maths. My, I should probably retired by now. Uh, my old teacher, who I won't name, kind of did my coursework with me because she took a liking to me. That's nice. In GCSE. No, okay. Yeah. I just made an obscene gesture just to, just to check something. He answered in the negative. Yeah. But they make maths fun. I would love to do some maths in wrestling in America. So I don't know if that's the case. All I know is that, for me, there is one winner. Of the Owen. 
from in the men's at least I've got that nailed down. I think it needs to be Jungle Boy. Oh, I was gonna say Brian Danielson. I, I, I just I'd, I always think of him when I think of Owen Hart. For some given reason. the circumstances, I mean, he'd be a great winner. Given the circumstances of the actual tournament and the man in whom it's in honor of, he can't possibly, possibly have a heel win it. He can't possibly do that. It's true. So it kind of has to be a babyface tradition to give the, the the really nice babyface who isn't in the title picture necessarily, but you want to do something with him, win the Owen. See, this is one of my, what was one of my big hopes for AEW when it launched. There's several formats that WWE didn't do purely because they had just decided to take a disliking to them. And on the rare occasions, they do bring them back in some hollow capacity. They try and make you stop liking the original version yes. of it. Now, I loved, when I was growing up, King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. When I used to play career mode on all the WWF games, I was not bothered about winning the WWF Championship. I was not bothered about winning the Royal Rumble. I always wanted to win King of the Ring. And if I won that, that was to me, that was my career arc. I yes. always wanted to win that. And it enrages me enrages me that it's never successfully been brought back because there is no bad way to do it. WWE just hate it because you can't 50-50 book someone in a a protracted tournament. You have to be decisive with it. One of the major things I hope with AEW was that that would be one of the major things. They They wouldn't just do King of the Ring you know, in the same way they've tried to put their own spin on the Battle Royale yeah, to make it, it not sucks. the Royal Rumble. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, but a tournament format like that. Now, you've said they could do something like the G1. You could do men's block, women's block, and then, hey, I don't know, go crazy. You have the winners of both face yeah. each other. I think that would be cool. Tony Khan hates the idea. Well, I just, I should have jumped in before. I actually quite like it. I think it's just because I've been to a lot of indie shows. Yes. I've seen quite a lot of intergender stuff, and it never doesn't work for me. I think you've obviously got to be the right two people. You can't yes. do it ridiculously, but you have to apply that logic when you're booking two men or two women by the same yeah. token. Um, I think that would be I would be fun. Are you telling me, conceivably, if they did that, you would not want to see, let's say next year or the year after, you wouldn't want to see the final of the Owen the winner of the men's block, Adam Cole, versus the winner of the women's block, Britt Baker. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you telling me you want to see that? Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's not completely off the table, I don't think. Um, as far as I understand it, Kenny Omega is desperate to make it happen yeah. because he knows um, how brilliant it can be as a, as a medium. But Tony Khan, obviously with TNT, looking at the whole operation. Yeah, I, I, get, I get a difficult sell for television. Kenny Omega is so amazing at it as well. He had a match. Uh, it was Kenny Omega... I can't remember who the exact opponents were, but it was Omega, Nakazawa, mm-hmm. and I think it was Riho and Sakazaki. And the idea was Kenny Omega started wrestling one of the, I can't remember which way around it was. And he was very respectful, hold for hold, uh, no striking, um, the most gentle bums possible, right? Nakazawa tags in. <laughs> Does the exact same thing. He's like feigning the whole yeah, respectful. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be respectful. It's clocked her in the face. But like, but then he got the reckoning at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just this wonderful thing. This is, is immediately just thinking about that. There's like Omega versus Rio was a match. I think they could actually make work, and I, I would watch that. I think uh, Danielson versus Cargill, like that would that would work. I can see eyes lighting up with yeah. this. I, I don't get me wrong. And we're, we're wildly speculating here. This is not at all what they've talked about as far as we're aware. But I just think. If you want to do a twist on a classic, doing the big math style G1 thing in a tournament format and then having an intergender yeah. winner-takes-all match, I think that would be, be cool, personally. Um, but we're getting more details announced. Any speculation on what those deals are? 
I'm assuming um, if it's, it has, it's going to be an intergender for G One Plus. I'm assuming they are going to simply announce the format if it hasn't been. I'm sure I've read single elimination somewhere, and if not, um, guess what? If the Premier League is any indication, and America's like in a one month delay from our Omicron stuff, yeah. um, it's a good job Tony Khan can book with his back against the wall because. Every card in January in America was pretty much going to be screwed. Yeah. Um, regardless, I just think it's going to be competitors. Good job that traditionally in pro wrestling in January, there's not some kind of match format that requires the simultaneous ring sharing of oh, the individuals. Christ. I hadn't thought about Nothing that. Nothing coming to mind uh, off the top of my head. Oh, sure, it'll be fine, whatever it is. Um, Tony Khan's got a huge announcement. Do you think, this, is this what this is? Or Well, he, I don't know if it's in relation, because there's separate social media posts. Um, Tony Khan's got previous with all caps, huge news. Sometimes it's legitimately huge. Sometimes it's like a really fun trios match. Which is like, when people say huge news, right? Yeah. They're expecting, all right, well, and I, I wouldn't consider this huge. I would consider this depressing. Wyndham Rotunda's coming. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, go right. These people who really, you know, hype up news for interaction yeah. and engagement. But if I'm going to do an exercise <laughs> in connecting the dots here, going down the line here. Going down the line now. He's promised huge news on a social media post. Last week on Dynamite, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole were in a segment where Adam Cole said, I've got you something for Christmas. Oh, how about this? And I ex- it's the greatest Christmas present. The greatest, greatest Christmas present. The greatest Christmas present ever or something to that effect. So you think he's going to unveil... They've got a PS5. A PS5. Yeah. Those are cool. Those nerds will 1 million percent have one already. That's very true. But um, it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the huge news, and it's going to be great because the young bucks are going to be like, ah, thanks. But what you've done here, is, in effect, is just given yourself and your old NXT mates a great tag team who we are in competition with on the yeah. way to the titles. And they are going to very slowly very slowly build in, imagine this in October 2019, right? Okay. You get to December 2021. Okay. The idea is, when Kenny Omega returns from injury, you're going to get in AEW in very early 2022 or mid-2022 at the latest, Undisputed Era versus the Elite. <laughs> like the nerds who do these, who do these Photoshop, who do these Photoshop thumbs going, oh, wouldn't that be cool? It's like, yeah, don't be a dog, it's not going to happen. Touch grass. And it's happening. It's happening. They're actually going to get that. Aye, aye. I expect the huge news so, to, to either the scale is Kyle O'Reilly debuts or more details on the own, which you kind of knew already. Just to quickly circle back here, so you're saying that a potential introduction of Kyle O'Reilly to the, uh, I believe it's the super click they're, they're going by. At the moment. Yes. To the introduction of Kyle O'Reilly to that would lend itself to the question can they possibly? Coexist. Oh, you've ruined it. Frick. <laughs> and on that note, that is our AEW preview. Excited for tonight? Look forward to it? Yeah, really am. Weekly I'll, Wrestling Serotonin. Well, I, we shall be back tomorrow to talk all about it. Hopefully, you will join us for that. But if you've been a fan of this sort of thing, don't forget to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. That's none of my business for daily wrestling podcasts. We review Raw, we review SmackDown, everything in between. NXT, AEW 2.0. Got the wrong way around, but you know the gist. Interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture card subject to change. 
Sidgwick. But in the meantime, Michael Sidgwick, where can they get you on Twitter? At M Sidgwick. Get me at Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. The entire What Culture Wrestling family at your disposal at What Culture WWE. But like I said, until tomorrow, this has been the NXAW preview. It is because the Undisputed Era and the Elite are now in the same promotion. That's so you did it on purpose. You. See what I mean? It's always there. You yeah. just have to get up to that level. Yeah. And if you have, then we'll see you soon. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, it's been a long week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.